The worst team in baseball comes to Seattle tonight, and the Mariners need to take care of business. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast. This is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Sadie Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. On the show today, we're going to tell you our thoughts heading into the Mariners two-game series with the Washington Nationals. Two players the Mariners will need to produce in order to have a successful homestand and what to watch for in the AL wildcard standings this week but first Colby again the worst team in Major League Baseball is coming to Seattle for a quick two-game set the Mariners of course swept this team in Washington last month and in that time the Nationals of course traded Juan Soto and Josh Bell and Juan Soto was really the only guy that did a significant amount of damage against the Mariners the last time these two teams met so a lot of firepower missing from this Nationals lineup. Of course, they've been awful. How do you feel going into the series if you're the Mariners? Uh, that I need to take both of these games. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to beat anybody uh, twice in a row. Uh, you know, sweeps are hard, but this is a, a bad baseball team that got a lot worse since the last time you saw them. Y- you need to take both of these games. Uh is it a disaster if you split? No. Is it a big missed opportunity? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're 40 games to go here. We're at the end of the line. Uh, you just you can't afford to, to punt games uh, against bad teams like this. Uh, so, yeah, I think you, you have to go into this thinking that you need a, a sweep. Uh, the pitching matchups certainly favor you. Uh, you're the better team on paper. There's really no question about it. Uh, but, you know, you got it. You, got to, you still got to play well because the Padres, uh, they did not fare too well against uh, the Nationals uh, in their four-game set uh, this this last weekend. Um, they were able to uh, barely split the series with a 2-1 to one win on Sunday. Uh, so the Nationals playing some decent baseball right now. Uh, again, they still have, you know, Cesar Hernandez, I think, <laughs> Nelson Cruz, um, Kybert Ruiz is a pretty good player. Uh, so they still have some pieces here and there that you have to be careful with. Uh, but ultimately this is a team that you just, you have to beat. you have to beat them twice. Um, and Hey, you know what? Why not just beat them badly? How about yeah. that for a nice change of pace? Just, you know, inferior team, put them to bed early, put their fans out of their misery. They're, they're going to stay up until 10 o'clock to watch this game. I don't know, maybe, but don't ever like give them a chance. Them. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever give them a chance. Just just put them, put them down early. Um, you know, hopefully Robbie can can go. You know, six or seven look pretty good. 
um, tonight and then maybe save up the bullpen for tomorrow. Uh, you got a big series coming up against the, against the guardians. So you don't want to overlook, uh, the nationals, but you want to go into that series with some momentum. So I think it's, it's pretty important that they win both of these games. Yeah, and the pitching matchups line up favorably for the Mariners. Robbie Ray going on the bump tonight for the M's, and then George Kirby tomorrow against Anibal Sanchez tonight. It's Eric Fetty on the bump for the Nationals. Fetty actually gave this offense a little bit of trouble last time they saw him. Uh, what's the plan of attack for the Mariners against Fetty? Well, Ty, I mean, last time they faced Fetty, Kyle Lewis and Mitch Haniger weren't healthy, so clearly that's mm. all that needed to change. Uh, they're, they're both back and ready to go. Um, no, I, I think you have to have better at bats. It really is that simple. Um, you know, the, the Mariners have been prone to, to throw up a lot of, you know, innings where they have zero good at bats. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where this lineup is, uh, inconsistent. It's, it's why we talked about need, them needing to add a bat at the deadline. They really didn't. They said Mitch Haniger was our ad. Mitch Haniger has been good. The offense has still been wildly inconsistent, so uh, you just you got to attack the guy. I mean, you can't let him get into a groove. You got to get runners on early. You got to pressure him to make pitches, uh, good pitches, quality pitches. Uh, and when he makes a mistake, you just, you have to punish it. You know that there's just really no way about it. Fetty is is a number five at best, uh, and you, you, those are the type of pitchers you have to beat. Um, it's very unlikely that he's going to just you know show up tonight with amazing stuff and you're just, you know, he, we didn't see that coming. You know who Eric Fetty is. You have to attack him. You have to hit him hard and don't let him get comfortable. Mm -hmm. Score early, get guys on base early, put the pressure on him to be perfect with his pitches. Um, and you know, if he makes a couple really good pitches, find a way to spoil them, get him in the zone, attack and score some runs. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when we talk about the Mariners path to finally ending this drought being, easy the rest of the way it's because a series like this right you have to be able to win both of these games against the worst team in major league baseball can't have a repeat of your weekend in oakland can't have that have to take advantage of this opportunity because you need to keep on you know staying in line with the other teams that you're in the mix with in the uh, wild card race and maybe even gain some ground here give yourself a little bit of of a cushion even more cushion especially uh you know from the first team out of the wild card race so got to take advantage of this big series for the mariners and a big home stand in general for the mariners we're going to be talking about two players that need to have a huge huge home stand in order for this team to come out of this home stand successfully uh having winning at least you know three four five games that'd be nice that'd be nice if they could uh be able to uh come out of home with uh, quite a few wins in their pocket we'll be talking about that in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of locked on mariners it's brought to you by linkedin as you gear up for fall you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders linkedin jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free create a free job post in minutes on linkedin jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people then add your job on the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills 
skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. We greatly appreciate your support. So, Colby, fill in the blank for me. In order for the Mariners to have a successful homestand, blank has to be huge. Um, I'm going to go with Jesse Anchor. Uh, yes, the Mariners are facing a ton of right-handed pitching on this homestand. Uh, I believe all six starters, uh, are right-handed. Uh, so Winker, this is, this is when he needs to shine. You know, he's been a lot, he's been a lot better for the last month or so. Uh, still some, you know, some bad games here and there. Uh, some truly bad at bats, uh, particularly against velocity. And he's still, while he's getting better at hitting that pitch, he's still popping that, that, you know, middle end basketball at 93, 94 up quite a bit. So, uh, Winker really has to step up, you know, Julio started to get it going again in, in Oakland. Uh, so that, that appears to be something that's, you know, figured out, uh, Ty France, I would say France, but I have no confidence that he can actually do that right now. So, uh, I think for me, Winker needs to have a big week because I think he's going to have to pick up the slack for Ty France. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, everybody else has to contribute. But I, I think Winker is the difference here in, in the middle of the order uh, facing all these right-handed pitchers. Yeah, for me, it's France. Because, you know, the, the thing that we talked about yesterday with potentially moving him down the lineup, who knows if that's actually going to be the case going into the series. I know you have some doubts. I have my doubts. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Probably by the time that this episode is out, we'll know what the lineup is looking like. But if Ty France is still in the two spot, he's got to produce. No way around it. Have to get him, you know, to to, to produce here. Because, And all, also, as you mentioned, right, you're going to face a lot of right-handed pitching. All six starters in the in this uh, homestand are right-handed. And plus, you're going to see guys like Shane Bieber. You're going to see Zach Plesak. You're going to see Aaron Savali. You're going to see some McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie. You're going to see a lot of good pitching coming up, especially in that Cleveland series. And Ty France has been your best hitter against right-handed pitching. 289 average this year. He's got to be able to produce here. If not, this offense is going to slump once again. And you're, you know, the, 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 it doesn't matter how good your pitching is because you can't win games, you know, zero to negative one. Can't do it. So you have to be able to score runs here, especially against Cleveland, because they have a decent enough offense that they are going to be able to score runs off of your pitching staff. And you're going to have to be able to keep pace with them. You know, plus you got Marco Gonzalez pitching in one of those games in the series, like against Tristan McKenzie, Logan Gilbert, who's struggled as of late, obviously against Shane little, Bieber, against Shane Bieber. So yeah, you're going to need to be able to score runs here. Ty France is a huge piece of that. They're going to need him to get off of the side here. I don't know if he's actually capable of doing it, but I think in order for them to have a very successful homestand, Ty France has to be a big piece to it. Yeah, you know, it's again, you got to get through Washington. You don't overlook them, but there's really not much to talk about with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play well, you will win both of those games. It's really that simple. Um, the Cleveland series, you know, Cleveland's hot right now. They, they're kind of starting to run away with the Central. 
Uh, you're going to get their two best arms, and you're going to get two guys who are quality major leaguers, but they're number fours. You know, they're they're not special, and you're going to counter those guys with your one and your two. So, um, you know, Cleveland is a dangerous team. They pitch very well. They have a good bullpen. Um, they make a lot of contact. So while the offense isn't prodigious, there's not a ton of home run power in this lineup aside from, you know, Jose Ramirez, who's great. Uh, and, and obviously guys like Josh Naylor have, have tremendous power as well, but it's a lot of contact. They put the ball in play. Uh, so your defense is going to have to be sharp as well. So with that being said, maybe Jesse Winker DH is six times this week. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, or five times. And, and, you know, Maybe you try to get away with one start in left field, but you, you kind of want your best defense out there. That means hopefully Haggerty is available and ready to play in the outfield. Um, you know, hopefully that means that, uh, you know, Adam Frazier remembers how to field a ground ball this week. Uh, I still have not forgiven him for that disaster in Oakland. At least squat down. That's all I'm saying. So the defense is going to have to be better because they will put the ball in play. And if you give them extra outs, you know, you're not going to get a ton of second and third against Cleveland with one out, and you're going to get that key strikeout you need. They're going to put the ball in play, uh, and runs are going to be at a premium all week. So I think it's important for somebody on this offense to step up and have a, a big week. Um, and I just feel like with all the righties in there, it's probably Winker. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you know, it, it, it needs to be somebody other than Julio, somebody other than uh, Mitch Haniger, basically, is what I'm looking at. Uh, and, you know... Ideally, it would be somebody who hits somewhere at the top of the lineup so that you can yeah. really put the pressure on these guys. Uh, you know, maybe it's Cal Raleigh, maybe it's JP Crawford, who, you know, been better recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just think Winker carries the most uh, upside and the most impact in his bat. So if he has a really big uh, home stand, I, I think the Mariners are going to do pretty well. The other name I would throw out here is a Eugenio Suarez, who's been slowly but surely coming out of his slump here as of late. The One issue, game. though. A lot of right-handed pitching coming up, so who knows if that's actually going to be able to continue. But he's had some better success as of late, so we'll we'll see. Hopefully he can be a part of this too because they they need, like you said, they need someone. They need at least a third guy outside of Mm -hmm. Julio and Mitch because I think you can count on Julio and Mitch to have decent series here at least, um, if not better. But you're going to need at least a third guy here contributing with some sort of you know regularity over the next six games. Let me ask you this. With all the righties coming up and with mm-hmm. September call-ups eight, nine days away, would you consider demoting Dylan Moore and calling mm-hmm. up Taylor Trammell uh, and then just recalling Demo on on September 1st? Because we know he's not going to get a ton of at-bats against all these righties. Um, there's really no lefties in, in, in the pen uh, mm-hmm. of Cleveland in particular that, that are worth – worrying about it's it's class a it's karen check is that how you pronounce it yeah yeah yeah, yeah so uh i it's to me I, I think i would consider calling up uh i would consider calling up taylor trammell uh for this week and mm-hmm. that also helps me uh, defensively as well when cleveland again puts the ball in play a lot so what do you think would you do it or do you, do you want demos like speed and, and versatility off the bench a little bit more I mean, I, I know this isn't necessarily what you asked me, but I'd rather just DFA Carlos Santana and call up Taylor Trammell. Yeah, but we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, so. Um, oh, by I, the way, I Santana is. 
Santana so, shouldn't play much either. He's he's mm-hmm. bad against right-handed pitching. So yeah, he is. Well, and that's another reason why I was saying that too. Is you know if we're sending Demo down for the right-handed, you know, for the handedness sake, why not? You know, or at least partly for the handedness sake, why not just DFA Carlos Santana? Who's pretty much as useful as Demo is against right-handed pitching. So uh, I would say, hmm. That that's a good question. Uh, so you would have to be with, without Demo for three more games, I believe, after that as well, uh, before the the rosters expand. So, hmm, I could use the left-handed hitting. I could use the left-handed bat right now. Honestly, you know, Taylor Chamel would be huge. He's having a good time right now in in AAA, and uh, you know, it's only for a little while that you have to deal without Demo, and you still have. You know, someone that can play a few defensive spots and, and Sam Haggerty, so you're not uh, entirely missing that if you're dealing with without Demo for the next week. I don't think the Mariners would do this, just to answer your question, though, but I yeah. would do it personally. Yeah. Yeah, the Mariners seem to care about having a backup shortstop on their roster, even though they have Adam Frazier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, hey, if something happens to JP, you can just call up Dylan Moore. Right? He's right there in Tacoma, mm-hmm. right down the highway. So... Uh, yeah, I, I think I would do it. Um, and also, yeah, I, I think kind of the, um, the X factor here is, is what's going on with Sam Haggerty, right? Right. Uh, yeah. he got scratched on Sunday. Uh, he was able to run, but he didn't get in that bat. So we didn't get to see if he could swing the bat. He wasn't the, you know, defensive replacement in left field. They actually put Jesse Winker out there, which yuck, um, yeah. which immediately backfired too, by the way. Um, so it's just one of those things like if Haggerty can't play, if he can't swing, are you really going to have two guys on your bench or really three guys on your bench that you're just never going to use unless you want to run? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, so, uh, if Haggerty might get put on the IL and that might be how Tramel comes up. So we have to wait and see if Haggerty's in the lineup tonight or, mm-hmm. you know, we just really didn't get a very good update, uh, from service on, on Haggerty, what was wrong with Haggerty. So, um, we'll see, you know. We'll, we'll monitor lineups will be probably be out by the time you guys uh, are listening to this. So we'll, we'll, you'll have a, you'll have an idea of what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I would consider Taylor Trammell uh, finding a way to get him up here. Um, it's just demo. You can do that without having to DFA anybody. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I'm opposed to DFA and Santana or lamb, just that the Mariners probably want to keep them. And if you could just send a guy down, for you yeah. know, ten days instead of DFAing somebody, I think that's probably the route you should go. So, yeah. All right, so let's uh, switch gears here. Let's do a little scoreboard watching. Uh, what's going on right now around the league? Uh, what what should Mariners fans be keeping an eye out for right now? The Mariners trailing the Rays by half a game for the first wild card spot. They're kind of tied with the Jays for the second wild card spot, but there's that like 0.5 percent winning percentage thing that's keeping them in the third wild card spot right now nevertheless they're yeah. right there in the mix so what should mariners fans uh be uh, looking at right now yeah so uh it's you know again you guys may or may not know this i, I don't know if i mentioned this on the show uh, my philosophy is to worry about the mariners i have a number i think they need to hit to get into the playoffs my number is 88 so for me, I'm, I'm looking for 22 more wins here in the next 40 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're a more traditional scoreboard watcher, um, and at some point we all will be, uh, you, you have some interesting choices to make uh, this week, but we'll start with, uh, with Tampa Bay uh, since that is the team you're chasing. The Angels are in town <laughs> into Tampa Bay. So 
you root for the Angels, even when they're playing in Tampa. Uh, no, for me, go Rays. But you know, whatever. I'm I'm cynical, so uh, that's one there. So I guess if you, if you really care about that wild card one, uh, you have to root for the Angels for at least another two days. So that's fun. Uh, uh, then you have uh, Toronto is actually in Boston, getting ready to play the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Probably not going to get a ton of help from Boston, but you never know. They're in Fenway. Crazy things happen in Fenway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, you're definitely going to want to root for the Red Sox in that series. Uh, Houston at Minnesota, or sorry, Minnesota at Houston. Uh, yeah, you got to kind of swallow your pride here and you got to root for the Astros in this one. Uh, the Twins are, are fading pretty fast here. And obviously, playing Houston is uh, a bad draw for them. I think they have to play them six more times after today as well. So they're going to see a lot of the Astros. And hey, what do you know? Justin Verlander is going up against some dude with a six, seven and a half ERA. So kind of like those odds. So, you know, go Astros. Uh, then kind of the, a really a fun one, actually. And I believe this is the free game of the day. Uh, on, if you have an MLB TV subscription, uh, Cleveland at San Diego, San Diego mm. struggling uh, pretty heavily. Um, I believe they are five games under 500 since the Juan Soto trade classic Padres. Um, but again, obviously here you're rooting for, for the Padres, um, you know, Cleveland, I think they're probably going to end up winning that division anyways, but still you want them to lose, uh, just in case it comes down to a wild card spot. Uh, so yeah, you have some interesting choices there. Uh, I, I think probably the one that's most interesting if you're trying to pick and choose who you want competing against you in the wild card. You have Baltimore at, or sorry, Chicago at Baltimore. So White Sox, Orioles, both of those teams kind of fading lately. Um, you know, the Mariners do have the tiebreaker over Baltimore. Uh, that That's going to factor into your your decision-making at all. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Uh, you can Basically, you can root for Baltimore to essentially finish off the White Sox in this playoff race. Or you can root for uh, the White Sox to kind of kill any momentum that that uh, Baltimore might be looking to uh, add here. And that that matchup is Dylan Cease versus Austin Both. So mm. advantage White Sox, but we'll see. Uh, it's yeah. been a crazy year for for Baltimore. So that's what you're looking at right there. You Chicago, Baltimore. You're probably rooting for the Angels. You're probably rooting for the Red Sox, and you're probably rooting for the Astros mm-hmm. uh, and the Padres. So, yeah, let's talk about the Chicago-Baltimore series. Like, should we be rooting for there? What What's the best outcome there in your mind? Um, yeah, I, guess the, I guess the bigger question really is, like, who are you more concerned about? <laughs> in the playoffs, Baltimore knocking me out of the playoffs, Chicago. Mm. So, yeah, Chicago's probably more talented it's, it's closer than you think um but the one thing that that's you know a huge benefit to seattle here is that they do have the tiebreaker over the orioles so um mm-hmm. any question to, to playoff seating seattle has the advantage there so it's just one of those things where you can kind of you know pick and choose whatever scenario you want to to focus on here uh to me i'm probably rooting for the orioles just because i feel like they're still going to fade at some point and the Mariners have the tiebreaker over them. Uh, so I'm probably rooting for Baltimore to try and bury the white Sox. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to happen entirely. Like they can't eliminate the white Sox, but 
every loss that the Chicago piles up right now is just a huge obstacle for them to overcome. They have to jump over, I think, five teams right now, uh, or well, five teams for the number one wild card. They have to jump over three teams, I think, for that for the uh, to get into the wild card position. So, uh, I, I think you know, burying Chicago is probably the best thing for Mariners for the Mariners uh, because again, you do have in your back pocket the tiebreaker over Baltimore, and Baltimore is going to play the American league East, which they, they're good against. Don't get me wrong, but that is a more difficult schedule than Chicago. Who's, you know, playing the central most of the way out for sure. Lots of good baseball just going on in general now, mm-hmm. right around the league. So, uh, lots of fun stuff to watch. Of course, we're going to be keeping a close eye on the Mariners and what they do tonight against the nationals, hoping for a win, hoping that they can uh, take care of business against the Worst team in baseball. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to get these wins. So that is going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's T-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.